0: and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After on FM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, the Plowboy, and Action Jackson.
2: 708 in St. Louis, you are listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Mikalo Boltra Studios. Welcome to the Munganast St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, the Plowhawks on the 1s and 2s, Jackson's in the Michelob Ultra Studios, KG and O Town is in the Horton Watkins Studios, Ken Strode is out sick today, and Doug you are at your home office and that is in that's in Southampton on Long Island, right?
0: Well, uh, this time of year, I usually uh, begin to summer in the Sunset Hills area. <laughs> <laughs> I'm located right now immediately behind the Barnoff region. And we did uh, put some nuclear waste here, so if I look like I'm glowing a little bit, that, that would be your reason.
2: You, you sold some of the property, so for nuclear waste management?
0: Well, sometimes times get tough yeah. economically, and if you can, uh, you know, take in some nuclear waste to make another buck, you do it.
2: I respect that. And you that. just
0: live with the consequences.
2: So, what what is your situation, and why are you at home for the for the audience who will uh, immediately begin uh, having conspiracy theories on a wide variety of topics?
0: Oh well, I, I tested positive for COVID again. Uh, one of the guys he went to uh, on the on the cruise had a cold and got tested, and he was positive. So I thought, oh brother, I think maybe I ought to get tested because I kind of had the sniffles too. And sure enough, I'm positive. I'm not I'm not, not sick. I sound like I got a cold a little bit, a little bit of nasal congestion, not the least bit sick. Yeah. And they said, just stay home until Wednesday and then you'll be cleared to go again. So yeah. h-
2: here I sit. Here you sit. How, how, is the, uh, how do you like the remote broadcast setup? That's the, uh, what do you call it, a laptop? That's the same laptop that I was using when I was in uh, Jupiter.
0: Yeah, pretty nice and pretty simple. Yeah, And this is, is the, the equipment I'll be taking when I move to Monte Carlo, <laughs> doing the show like this. We're all going permanent... to get laptops and move away. Yeah, I'll uh, get my uh, Monte Carlo yacht racing hat on and get some sort of ascot, and uh, I'll, I'll set up shop there. I plan to do this in the coming weeks.
2: Uh, that is going to look very naughty. Uh, somebody uh, posted in the YouTube chat, uh, with Doug at home, can we get a video tour of the Boy Dungeon? Would you like to take the... Uh... The listener's on a video tour of the Boy Dungeon.
0: I, I haven't got a dungeon, Tim. <laughs> I, I haven't got a dungeon. No. I, I know there's been, that's been reported in, in many uh, different places at different times. But, yeah, it's all false. There is no dungeon here. So, uh, this is the, the one room I live in. I have a little one-room hovel <laughs> uh, above a <the> nuclear disposal place. <laughs> Tug could go up at any moment.
2: So mm. if you're watching on YouTube, you'll get a chance to, uh, to uh, watch that. We are in the uh, Mugganass, St. Louis Acura alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. KG and O-Town is in uh, the Horton Watkins studios. Jackson is in Doug's chair in the Michelob Ultra studios. Plowhawk is on. The ones and twos. You are welcome to get involved on the show by texting in 314-881-TMA5. That is the EDF group text inbox. You're also welcome to call in. And if you do, you get to talk to KG Notown. Uh, KG Town, is that correct? you talk to the people? Got my eyes on the phone, yep. There you go, 636-9004-TMA. And you are also welcome to email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Doug, I am... Uh, Curious to hear what you have to say about the passing of one of the signature voices in St. Louis sports history, and perhaps one of the greatest athletes to ever come out of St. Louis, the great Mike Shannon.
0: Yeah, the the people that saw him play as a as a high school kid say he was probably the best all around athlete that St. Louis has ever produced. Not not the greatest baseball player, that would be, I guess, Yogi Berra or Max Scherzer as a pitcher, but he was the high school baseball and football player of the year in the state of Missouri, both in the same year. And no one's ever done that before or since. And you hear the stories about how he could have been a, a, a top-flight NFL quarterback had he pursued that. Uh, his coach at Mizzou, Frank Broyles, said that he would have been a Heisman Trophy candidate had he continued to play football at Mizzou. But uh, Shannon said at the time, the NFL just didn't pay much. So he signed that bonus deal with the Cardinals because baseball paid so much better and a chance to play for the Cardinals. So we never really saw him play college football at the varsity level anyway. So, um, yeah, it's just, as a high school athlete, he must have just been a total a terror. Yeah. Uh, I'm old enough to remember seeing him play as a Cardinal and had a just a rocket of an arm. I mean, just a rocket of an arm out in right field. You can imagine how far he could have thrown a football. And a lot of power, speed. He could do it all. Uh, struck out a lot. <laughs> they used to get him on that outside pitch <clears throat> as a – Comparison to a current player is kind of a Randall Gritchick type. I would say maybe oh, Randall really? Yeah. Where, you know, he had all the, just all the physical talent in the world. Could hit the ball a long way. Great arm. Good defensive player. That That's who I would compare him to. And, of course, his career got cut short there with the kidney disease after the uh, 1970 season. But <clears throat> at the time of his uh, retirement from broadcasting, I think he would have been the most famous St. Louis and probably the, the best, no, at least locally, on a local level the best known personality that we had in town and probably the the most beloved everybody knew mike shannon everybody had a run-in with shannon loved him i i just can't imagine anybody squeezed more out of his time on earth than mike shannon i mean he lived large if anybody could ever say that he lived large it was mike shannon he certainly made the most out of every day he was with us
2: boy that's a great way to say it Uh, and i think his son tim shannon who issued a statement on behalf of the family Said something along those lines. He absolutely maximized his life. Uh, What we are going to do on the program today, we are going to play some of his most famous calls. Um, We are also going to uh, play uh, a 35-minute interview that I did with him, and uh, this took place on my podcast. And I was learning some things about him that I was not aware of, and I would imagine, I know for a number of our listeners who are closer to Jackson's age, um, probably didn't know. I asked Jackson to listen to it last night to make sure that there wasn't any profanity, uh, and that also the content was evergreen, and, and you said that, mm-hmm. that it was, and, and you were hearing things at you. I mean, at right. 25 years old, had absolutely no idea about it. and as I was talking with him, I wasn't aware of. Uh, he grew up in Epiphany Parish in South City, uh, went to CBC, and was just a ridiculous athlete. I mean, you talk to anybody who—my uh, dad talks about him. My dad's uh, older brother, who I think he was at CBC at the same time as Shannon. I think they might have been in the same class. Actually, they talk about him like you know, people who you know, or in my age range, talk about Michael Jordan with regards to his athleticism, not necessarily his basketball. You made reference, Doug, to Frank Broyles, who became famous as the Arkansas head coach. But he did have one year in Columbia with Missouri, and uh, and, and what he said about Shannon could have been, would have been the Heisman Trophy winner. So you'll hear Mike Shannon tell his life story. When Bobby Plager passed away, um, we played the interview we did with him, and uh, so we'll play Mike Shannon coming up here on the show uh, so people will be able to hear his stories and his voice, And uh, that will be coming up on the program. Kelly Chase, who is with – I talk about guys who are great storytellers. I mean, Jay Randolph, Jr., Mike Shannon, Mike Claiborne, Kelly Chase. Uh, Those are my four kind of Mount Rushmore. And uh, and, and Chase and Shannon hanging out together. They would go hunting in Saskatchewan, where Chase is from. I can't even imagine what the hell that was like. (laughs) Um, So Chase is going to join us coming up. In the nine o'clock hour to talk about his good friend Mike Shannon, uh, so that will be that will be something you'll want to hear as well. So that's what we have coming up as a tribute to the late great Mike Shannon. Uh, Jackson, you pulled some of his most famous calls. There was one that we were texting about last night that we said was the absolute. Uh, greatest, and it, it probably is one that would fly under the radar if you were producing at ESPN, perhaps, because, and I'm going to talk about 101, I'm talking about if you're in Bristol, Connecticut, because it wasn't really a big game, but it was um, just textbook Shannon. It featured everything, including Big Boy a couple times. Uh, it's Mike Shannon, 4th of July, 2003, Albert Pujols, Carrie Wood.
3: Here's the next by Wood. And it's up and in and back to the screen. And Albert Pujols is uh, knocked down. He doesn't even look at the uh, mound. He uh, turned there, injured himself, as he had to uh, avoid that pitch. He takes his helmet off. Walks back into the batter's box. Sets himself. And I, wouldn't, I would not wouldn't love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street. The pitch. Swing! fourth of july take a ride on that knockdown pitch big boy <laughs> carrie wood knocked him down and now albert looks at him as he goes around first he gives him a glare say take a little whiff of that big boy and now carrie wood takes a look at albert as he touches them all give it to him big boy give it to him <laughs> that's how you play baseball that's when you're a professional like Albert is, you don't glare out there. You don't throw your bat. You don't charge the mound. You just take the next pitch, and you hit it into the uh, seats.
2: Incredible. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that is so yeah.
0: good. Yeah. yeah. Not not terribly polished, but full of personality, <laughs> yep. and the kind of thing that every every fan listening could relate to, every, everything that he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: That, that That sums it up uh, perfectly. Uh, His call of uh, Albert Pujols facing Brad Lidge was also outstanding. We take you to October 2005 with Big Irish on the call in Houston.
3: Burt deep out in left center. Tavares pulled over into a right center. Lane pacing in his right field position. Albert digs back in. Open stance deep in the box. bends at the uh, knee. Pulls it down on the end. League is ready. With two on and two out, his 0-1 pitch, it's coming. Swinging along a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujols comes through in the pitch. And the Redbirds lead this, baby, 5-4. to What'd I tell you, folks? David Eckstein, the man. This could be a crushing blow, a crushing blow to the Houston club. Albert Pujols, you talk about a most valuable player. How is that? Woo! <laughs> that thing left the ballpark in a hurry. A three-run home run, and the Cardinals lead five-four.
2: So good. Uh, I mean, the ball I think was over the pitcher's mound when he said that ball yeah. is gone. Oh, the yeah. Cardinals take the lead.
4: That's what, that's the thing, man. Is you can hear the excitement so much in his voice when calling the Cardinals, and you only get that from someone who's lived in St. Louis their entire yeah. life, played for the organization. You can tell has such a deep connection to both the organization and the city. Like he's a real one of a kind type Mm -hmm. broadcaster. Yeah, it was sincere.
2: It It was organic. It was not contrived. It wasn't you know Gus Johnson stuff. It was, it was yeah. And that was the I think the reason why he was able to do it the way he did it is because I don't want to say he didn't care. I want to. There's a different. It's kind of the you would say maybe Charles Barkley doesn't care. But in St. Louis, Shannon was – I don't want to cancel, I know, is the hot-button word of, of really like the last five years. But Mike Shannon was invincible.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, who was going to tell Mike Shannon that he couldn't do something? Right. I mean, hell, while he worked for the Cardinals, he, A, sued Bill DeWitt <laughs> <laughs> for, over land downtown with Shannon's restaurant in Ballpark Village. And then in his final weekend, as a "how do you do?" insinuated whether it was intentional or not that he was selling the team, and people started debating it as if it was real news. I still don't know what the hell that was about. I mean, can you imagine if like anybody else who's calling Cardinal baseball would say that or do either one of those things? Yeah. He could, and and so it was all real and it was all organic because. He did, I say he didn't care, but I don't mean it like he didn't care and he was lazy about it. He just was kind of above the BS. Like if somebody asked him to make an apology, he'd go, I mean, you know, F off. I don't really, <laughs> I'm not interested. So he was able to call games, and if, you know, a national uh, media critic were to critique the way he broadcast, he would just be like, I don't really give a damn. You know, yeah. who's this, you know? ever. (laughs)
0: That was Shannon. And that's why he was able to call the games the way that he did. He was around so long and, and such a big part of the team that even as a broadcaster, you felt he was just as important as the players. You know, Jack Buck had that thing too, where when you thought of the Cardinals, you thought of Mike Shannon and Jack Buck just as much as you do the players. Yeah, Because they're there a whole lot longer than the players. You get to know them better than the players. And it's like they were not really journalists, they were part of the team, and certainly I think Mike felt like he was part of a team, and he was.
2: Yeah, he was a guy that we uh, joked that if if Yachty or Molina parked his car in center field for the game that day, and if Mike Shannon parked his car in center field that day, they would not ask them to move the vehicles. They would just decide it's better to just play around the cars as opposed to ask right. either one of them to move the cars. That kind of gives you an idea of the power he had in the uh, broadcast booth. Here is Shannon calling the final out of the 2006 NLCS, Adam Wainwright, Carlos Beltran.
0: Hit the lever, Plowsie.
3: Cardinals leading 3-1 to one here in the bottom of the ninth inning. One of the most dangerous hitters in the business at the plate, Carlos Beltran. He is ready. So is Wainwright. The 0-2 delivery. Curve struck him out looking. The Cardinals are going to Michigan to take on the Tigers. They mob. They mob Adam Wainwright on the mound. They are National League champions and headed for Detroit as they mob the pitcher. And now Yadier Molina. In comes the bullpenners to a pile on. The Cardinals have won this game 3-1 on a two-run home run by their catcher, Yadier Molina. And they're still out. On the uh, infield, celebrating.
4: There it is. Big Irish. My favorite game of all time. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And that wasn't. I didn't even get to stay up to watch that, to watch the next day.
5: The Donald Trump peering <laughs> in the background right. will it, always be the best the photo of all time. Yeah, but that game is
4: incredible, <laughs> and Shannon being able to call that is just awesome. So awesome. I love that team. I love that year, and Shannon is, like, the voice of that in my mind, just, like, going to baseball practice or something in the summer, and my dad's Chevy Blazer listening to Mike Shannon call baseball games. It's like such a huge memory in my mind.
2: Getting a bunch of texts on the passing of Mike Shannon. Uh, Again, we will have Kelly Chase joining us in the 9 o'clock hour, one of his closest friends. I can't wait to hear these stories. This will be phenomenal. Um, And we will play a conversation I had with Shannon, uh, kind of a life story thing, and I think it will open people's eyes as to, because uh, people think of him, especially if you're of a certain age and, and younger, as the voice of the Cardinals, and understandably so, along with Jack Buck uh, for a period of time, and then uh, a number of different play by play partners with, uh, well, we go back to Joel Myers, Wayne Hagan, John Rooney, Mike Claiborne, who he's super close with. He was super close with Mike Claiborne. Um, and uh but I mean his his athleticism, I mean he had a home, key what key home run or two, Doug, didn't he, in the in the sixty four World Series against the Yankees, right? He hit a home run against Whitey
0: Ford to tie Ford. game one of the nineteen sixty four wow. World Series, and the Cardinals went on to win that. Yeah. That that was probably the, the highlight of his career, I would imagine, as a as a very young player. Yep. The first year that he was a starter to Homer off Whitey Ford and beat the Yankees in the World Series. And he had a home run sixty seven and against, he had the, Fenway. Yeah, and he had the lone home run in Game 7 of the Detroit Tiger World Series. Oh, is that right? I didn't Eight. know that, really. Yeah, he was the only run they scored, I think, that game. Wow. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Not oh. only a great player and broadcaster, but apparently uh, just a legend on the party circuit, too. You hear stories of people oh, that travel, travel with hear. the Cardinals about how the, the game would end late, and the <laughs> day was just starting for Mike.
2: <laughs> the uh, He'd
0: go out, knew everybody in every town, that's, party it, till the wee hours, it, get up at 6 in the morning, play golf, yeah, that, come that, back. Yep.
2: Yeah. The, come they, back and
0: do the game and repeat the next day.
2: I, I th- Never th- seemed I, to tire. I think that was one of the things with the moon man thing, is that he didn't really need to sleep. Somehow, there are a handful of people, I don't know if anybody's ever met them uh, or anybody in in your life you've come across who don't really need to sleep. As strange as that sounds, if you, of course, need sleep, um, which would be 99.9% <laughs> of humanity, Shannon somehow was able to function without sleep or with a minimal amount of it. And so in Joe Buck's book, for example, if people have read that, you may recall him talking about you go out on the road and you are not only going to play golf in the morning, you are going to play these world-class courses because Shannon somehow knew everybody. And the next thing you know, you're, you're out on take your pick of whatever market you're in, their best golf course. And that was just the way that it absolutely was. You know, he ran things. Somehow he ran things, but he absolutely, he absolutely did. Uh, let's see what we got. I, I sat around so sad yesterday and shed a lot of tears. I was lucky enough to be very good friends with Jack Buck. Wow. And got to know Mike through him. I spent a ton of time in the booth, and the memories and stories I have will last a lifetime. No one like him, no one better, and no one kinder. Pure definition of icon. Deepest condolences to the great Shannon family. That's from Flocky the Smurf. Flocky the Smurf, close friend of the, the Buck family. Who would have guessed, Doug?
0: No, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, I remember Cat telling the story in, in spring training where he said Mike Shannon would walk into the spring training clubhouse the first day and, <laughs> excuse me, and stroll around the clubhouse and say, all right, I'm going to need 15 baseballs. I'm going to need three sweatshirts, two T-shirts, 15 hats, <laughs> and, the, and the equipment guys would scramble and go, "Here you are!" Yeah, absolutely. Here, whatever you, whatever you need. Yeah, his first arrival
2: at the spring training at the complex would feature, you know, he would park in the owner's spot. I mean, that goes without <laughs> saying. But Bill DeWitt's, you know, down the, down the uh, parking lane, and and there's Shannon and Molina right up there. You know, co-chairman of the club. And he would walk in, and it would feature like a, a session of this, Sam hey
0: big boy, how you doing?
2: <laughs> and then he this, Sam and that was just the way that it, it was just nonstop. It was pure entertainment. It was what you heard on the radio, uh, FCC approved, and then what you heard off the radio were the same guy. And I think that is why people uh, really, you know, felt close to him, and and because he's a lifelong St. Louis and. Great athlete. For those who are old enough, they could remember him as is a great ball player. And then to transition into Jack Buck's, um, you know, cope his partner, his co-host. uh, For God, I guess they worked together, Doug, for f- I guess thirty years. And then he had another twenty years after Jack Buck passed away. I yeah, think that's about the. I, I
0: believe Shannon joined the Booths in seventy one. I think.
2: Yep. Yep. That's right. And Jack, Jack Buck last season away in was 02. Yeah, yeah his, Jack's last season was 2001. Yep. Yeah.
4: So, so he went 50 yeah. 50 years. 50 years. Oh my. 50 God. years. Incredible.
0: 50 years. And,
2: and then the and then the previous decade before that, he was was a Cardinal player. Right. So right. 60
0: years with the organization. That's unbelievable.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I
0: okay. guess only Red Shanes maybe with the team longer, maybe. I'm certainly not in as active a role as Mike Shannon, but right. Yeah, probably not those, like those two. I'm sure you have the record. Yeah. Uh, I yeah.
2: always enjoyed how he set the scene of what was going on in the field for the listener. The vivid descriptions of Kerry Wood staring down Albert and then Albert staring down Carry Wood after the home run really makes the person listening feel like they're there next to him in the job watching the game. That is Nathan from the east side of Alton. Uh, when I interned And to work
0: the phrase big boy in there like <laughs> twice three times during one. Two poll. big boys.
2: <laughs> uh, when I interned at CamWex twelve years ago, they had just digitized they're old audio, so Ben Boyd had me load a ton of old Live at Shannon's interviews. I had to listen to each one. Some of the best stories I've ever heard in those old interviews. Mike's laugh was the best. That's Alan Dadeville. And that's when I, I was texting uh, with Claiborne yesterday. I mean, certainly his calls and all of that and working with Jack Buck were, you know, signature St. Louis for 50 years. But Live at Shannon's, holy crap. Yeah. I don't know if you could do live at Shannon's in 2023, and again, like I said, he was kind of the Charles Barkley of St. Louis. The rules didn't apply, but you know everybody's getting boozed up, and they're sitting there, and they're just, I mean, it's just a bunch of, you know, guys having cocktails late at night, live on Camel X, too. I mean, on Camel X, this isn't like HD2. Right. And just sitting there telling stories and, you know, God only knows what the lay. Lang- I'm sure whoever was working the dump button back at the studio at KMOX was,
4: working. you know, on point. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, but the, that show, holy crap, when there would be a rain delay, when they would go to live at Shannon's and play old live at Shannon's clips. I remember texting with Claiborne one time, couple I don't know, three or four years ago going, oh, my God, I want the rain delay to last longer because I'm listening to this crap, and it's unbelievable that it's on the radio, you know? It's like it's like taking you back to the Rat Pack with uh, the chairman of the board and Dean Martin. It's just a bunch of baseball guys sitting around drinking and BSing and there just happened to be microphones there. That was what Live at Shannon's was.
4: Yeah, there was a great bit about Live at Shannon's in your interview with him that I found to just be Oh, awesome. is that right? Yeah. See, I, I haven't I, heard this
2: interview since I yeah. since I did it. So I, I don't want to step here.
4: on it or anything, but there is a mention of a very famous baseball manager who, like, told Mike how much he loved listening to Live at Shannon's. Like, an all-time baseball manager Oh wow. Who would listen to it on his drive home because he loved it so much. Who do you much. think that
2: was, Plowhawk Ali Marball?
5: Yeah, definitely Ollie. Matheny. <laughs> I don't know about that. Casey Stingle. <laughs> <laughs> we uh,
2: we'll find out. We'll play that for you uh, coming up at uh, 8 o'clock. So Mike Shannon, 35-minute, uh, really, life story interview will come your way at 8 o'clock. Kelly Chase coming up at 9, uh, uh, probably 9, 15, 9, 30 range. Uh, he is traveling. He is outside the country, and uh, he will join us to tell us his uh, Mike Shannon story. So that's what we have coming up for you in a tribute to the late, great Mike Shannon. You are welcome to text into the program, the EDF Group Text Inbox, 314-881-TMA5, 314-881-TMA5. The EDF Group, formerly known as Engineered Design Facilities, the text inbox sponsor here on TMA, and they are now known as the EDF Group group and you are welcome to support the sponsors they are moving forward the most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider in the st louis market check out the newly revamped website the edf and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer edf group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities data center commercial fire alarm and electrical and it infrastructure needs to contact the edf group email fire at the edf group Dot com experience the EDF group difference and learn more at the EDFgroup.com. That is engineered design facility sponsor of the text inbox and now known as the EDF group here on TMA. Design Air is the sponsor of our email of the day. They are online at designairservice dot com, Seth Goldcamp. How about this? There's a friend of mine uh, who uh, has uh, some, I guess, uh, commercial real estate, I suppose. Uh, and he contacted me at about 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon, this past Friday, and said, uh, I've got a situation where the entire building's air conditioning is down. And uh, and if you could recall, even though yesterday was brutally cold and windy, Friday was perfect. I mean, my God. And if you have an office space and... Uh, the air conditioning's down, that can be problematic. And so uh, he was like, I reached out to Design Air, and it was fixed by six o'clock. That's an office space, four o'clock Jeez. on a Friday, fixed by six o'clock. And he goes, I can't believe it. He goes, I- I've never seen anything like this. That's the kind of service that Seth Goldcamp and his staff provide to our listeners. It's Design Air heating and cooling. Still in a spot right now where we have temperatures that are relatively speaking cool. Uh, it's going to be cold and windy today. It'll get up into the, the low 60s, uh, but you know it's coming, and it is uh, going to be hot in St. Louis in May. That is inevitable, so when it happens, have your air conditioning prepared. Get it tuned up with Design Air Heating and Cooling, and all you got to do is go to designairservice.com. A little chat bubble pops up, and you're communicating with one of their service techs, and they are out at your home quick, fast, and in a hurry, or your office, as the case might be. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider. Of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. If you are looking to shave strokes, driving the ball 300 yards is cool and impresses your buddies, but scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green, scull chip, and three putt your way to a double bogey? While tour players are able to get up two thirds up and down two thirds of the time, scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. Thus, the best way to lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that's why tour pre- players like World number 1 John Rahm and Max Homa have installed Celebrity Greens in their backyards. Anyone could put down fake turf and call it a putting green, but if you want a golf green that putts true and gives you real grass performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis' exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Each Clubhouse Turf signature green is unique in design, whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Bell Reeve. Clubhouse Turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. Call Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Golf Digest, best in golf, and start improving your game today. The number is 314-834-2339 or go online at clubhouseturf.com. Tell them you're a TMA listener. They will take care of you. It's clubhouseturf.com or call 314-834-2339. It is a world changer at Clubhouse Turf for your golf game. 314-881-TMA5 is how you can text into the show. 636-9004-TMA. You'll get to talk with KG in O-Town, who is back in the Horton Watkins Studios. Jackson is sitting in Doug's chair because Doug is at home with COVID. He is doing the show, and uh, he's got the same laptop that I was using while in in Jupiter. So if, if I'm correct, if memory serves, Doug, all you do... Is you click a link and the next thing you know is you're up on the YouTube channel with with crystal clear audio. Am I correct? That's is that how your setup is? Well, yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah, easy as Jack pie. Jack sent me a link to type into the uh, to the address bar there, and it up it popped. Plugged the microphone into the laptop. Yeah, so it should be no trouble in Monte Carlo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess you can uh,
2: relocate. Yep. So you're going to leave yep. the Barnoff region in the nuclear waste. Are you going to disclose that in the uh, in the real estate listing?
0: I will not. I, mean, I will not disclose that.
4: No, it's like leaving like uh, some flowers. You know, it's just a nice little gift that they'll discover. <laughs> they'll discover yeah. at some point. Yeah, no. no.
0: yeah. It takes a while for the effects of the radiation to get you, so they may not be able to pinpoint it to me. You know, if you know five or six years down the road, the whole neighborhood suddenly gets leukemia. They won't, they won't necessarily know it's me. A third eye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, KG and O-Town,
2: do you have any Mike Shannon memories? We were talking about it yesterday following the uh, Michelobolcher fan page club championship.
1: Well, Jackson kind of mentioned it, but I grew up playing a lot of baseball in the early 90s, and your game would wrap up and get in the car and head home. And I just remember tons of drives home listening to Cardinal baseball with Jack Buck and Mike Shannon with my dad. So a lot of those uh, Mike Shannon memories just remind me of my dad and, you know, Baseball was the bond that brought us close together. And, uh,
2: yeah, that is a, it's a tough one, no doubt. Yeah, he's a, he's an absolute legend. And, I, and, and, you know, to be real blunt about it, uh, I would say the last of his kind. I don't think we'll have anything like that again. Right. B- but not because there isn't – because I, I don't even know if people would necessarily, li- you know, label Mike Shannon as, quote, unquote, when it comes to broadcasting, as, quote, talented – but I think that's what made him beloved is that he did it his own way, and because he did it his own way, I don't want to again. I don't. I, I guess the best way he didn't really effing care, but he didn't effing care because he didn't work. He he didn't effing care because he just did his own thing and was kind of above the law. And at this point, with the exception of Charles Barkley, and maybe there's a there are a couple guys left in some local markets. No one's above the law when it comes to play by play. Everybody's kind of you know, corporately approved, for lack of a better term, Mike Shannon would never get hired in 2023. Would never get hired in 2023. If they said, hey, uh, we're going to do a show with the Cardinal broadcaster hanging out at his bar in downtown St. Louis, drinking on the air with some other uh, ballplayers and managers, and then they're going to go play the next day and broadcast the next day, they'd go, good luck. (laughs) It wouldn't even get past the lower-tier management in St. Louis, much less up the, up the corporate chain. So what I'm saying is, it can't happen again. It was an era that he was a perfect face and voice for. You, you see what I'm saying on that, Doug? Yeah,
0: I, I think maybe the only guy like that still around might be Bob Euchre in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of anyone else. Who, you know, the former player who's been broadcasting one team for 40 or 50 years and is just beloved, and you know, a little outside the lines at times. I guess Euchre would be it. Euchre and Shannon, yeah, for the last.
2: Uh, hey Doug, instead of typing Try copying and pasting And speaking of pasting, I'll paste Gabe's cheeks together with my protein
0: After a huge finish mm. That's oh. enough <laughs> I couldn't copy and paste it because I had the link On my phone and I couldn't i can't Copy off my phone and put it onto the laptop You
4: typed that link in?
0: Uh, I started to But then it came up where, in the, oh, in the history where Someone had typed yeah, it yeah, in yeah, before gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But otherwise you'd have to, right? Well,
4: you can play, pull your email all up on your computer.
0: But well, this, wow. this is on this laptop. This is not my computer. Right, we have a like technical situation
2: here, and at Plowhawk, it's a technology discussion. I know you believe in in charity, and you also believe in technology.
5: Yeah, Doug, uh, can't help you there with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I do like when. People complain because I, I complain about doing something that makes it un- look, look, look at the technology we have, dog. All you had to do oh. was click a link, and crazy. yet you're still wanting to, you're not complaining fully, but it felt like you were leaning into a complaint. <laughs> I didn't complain at all. I said, I was going to have to type in the link.
0: And someone complained that I should have just copy and pasted it. And I said, you can't copy. The only place I had the link was on my phone. I can't copy on my phone and then paste it on a laptop. And that's the recovering
2: alcoholic. And I know you have a great deal of respect for his text. So that probably catches you off guard. (laughs)
0: I do not.
5: But, Doug, how you remedy any of that situation is you copy it on your phone Email it, you know, you open up an email, paste the link to your to an email from your phone. So on your desktop computer, you can open up that email from your phone with the link you pasted, and then you can click on it that way as well.
0: But uh, I'm not using my desktop computer. Oh. I'm, I'm using the station's laptop.
5: Well, laptop. I don't have
0: my email yeah, on the laptop. Can you
2: say lab? Yeah. It's laptop. laptop. Thank Sorry. you. Yeah, it's the uh, Google Chromebook. Uh, well, they're not happy with us talking about Mike Shannon and the EDF text inbox. Any chance we can get that fan page talk and more succession talk, it's like you guys, oh, any chance we can get less fan page golf talk? We haven't talked about it.
4: Literally zero words have been spoken
2: about. I I mean, I'm reading it literally. Maybe I'm misreading it. Any chance we can get less fan page golf talk and more succession talk, it's like you guys are trying to talk about stuff that 99% of your audience doesn't care about. P.S. Is Plowsy officially allergic to drops or dot, 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 question mark? Jeez. That's from the
5: 314. I really he is hope.
2: unnamed. I
5: got a couple layers to this. One, the reason why you're never going to hear drops. This guy right here. These are the guys. So that you were- won't be
2: playing drops because <laughs> no, I of will. The- I will. <laughs> it's not a spite. It.
5: Like, I-, I love how he's, like, begging for it and he's so condescending. And so, oh, I guess he's allergic to drops. <laughs> and two, like. He wants to hear about Succession. Like, he's lumping himself in as if 99% of the community here listening to the show wants to talk about a show. Well, I mean, the other element so is, show.
2: unfortunately, or however you perceive it, most people, not most, a lot of people don't get a chance to watch it that night. And if we were on here talking about it on live radio. Now, if you do a podcast where they, if you listen to a podcast where they say, hey, we're going to talk about Succession, right, it'd be very so. difficult to get upset about getting spoiled. But on the live radio show... Uh, Yeah, so, uh, and then as far as the Fan Page Club Championship, uh, Doug, you wanted to talk about it. We're not getting to it until 744, but uh, here it is. Uh, Some news and notes from the Michelob Ultra Fan Page Club Championship. Number one, Iggy, who is out today ill, uh, had a WD. He had a WD. He, uh, He is dealing with shoulder tendonitis. Uh, and I know people are going because they already have been texting in. <laughs> oh, no, no. But uh, he is—he—he he went and saw a doctor on Friday, and he is dealing with shoulder tendinitis. And so he he was going to withdraw on Friday. And I said, well, just see how it feels. And so he waited until Saturday and then WD'd. Uh, and, and you played in the group that he would have played in with – Doug, did Gee win it in 2019 or 2020? I don't know the
0: years, Tim. <laughs> uh, but
2: Gee has won it, and uh, and the gentleman who replaced Iggy was a was a man by the name of Joe
0: Clouth.
5: Great guy, yep. super nice guy. Yeah. So the group was great. I, I like playing with people that are drama free. You know, there's not going to be a problem, sure. an extra ball falling out of the pocket, you oh, know, complaining well. about a lie, whatever. Like mm. it was, it was fantastic. So yeah, I I missed Iggy, wanted to see him there, but we threw out a great day. Um, in terms of our pace of play, I thought we didn't get jammed up at all. I don't Darren? believe so. Yeah, I think you guys were in front of us or we had
2: – No, we were a couple groups in front of us. Okay.
5: Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought the whole day was – it was windy, certainly. Oh. I mean, the Hawk was beyond up. Never I, seen anything like it. I've never, I've never played, played
2: in anything like it. We, Jakey, Jakey, big mistakey, Jake Corrigan was Jackson's opponent, who Jackson defeated, uh, and uh, Andy Hanselman was my opponent. And I was uh, fortunate enough to, to win that. And uh, Carlos Spicy Wiener walked with me. Uh, and uh, Joe Roderick, Doug, nice. was, was out on the golf course as Andy Hanselman's caddy. He thought there was going to be free food. <laughs> <laughs> he was out there for the fun and games. And uh, and the wind was – I mean, it's always windy at Gateway, even if it's not windy in the metropolitan area. But when you have wind in the metropolitan area, which was the case, you usually, I guess, can multiply it by two or three times. And I, I've i never played in conditions like that. I guess if you – like Jake said he had played in Ireland and Scotland, and he said it's like that, that it's kind of cold and, and a little bit of like a constant rain or mist – and it's windy, but not necessarily that level of wind. That was, that was. I mean, to, to, to give some kind of context to it, um, on number 11, uh, I had 148 yards in, I believe, and I hit my hybrid 220, but I was that's my normal number for the, my hybrid. And I was like, I think that's the right club because I don't think that there's any way the back of the green was like 168, the pin was up front. I'm like, there's no way that this thing into this wind and I can't and I hit it pure and it went up like a (laughs) balloon and then dropped down about 10 yards short of the green. And so, I mean, I guess that means I hit the thing 138. So uh, it was that kind of. So, you know, Sean Barnes, the head professional at Gateway, said everything went quite smoothly. Uh, he said there were pace of play issues. We did request that the players stick to the three, the USGA three minutes to look for a golf ball rule. Uh, I think our group certainly violated that, and uh, and I would imagine the other uh, groups probably violated that as well. And it's understandable. I mean, if you're playing with people you don't know and you got to call a rules violation on somebody in a right. you know hackneyed net tournament. Uh, that would be a little awkward. So I think Sean said the only issue is pace to play, but this is the only time where everybody plays at the same time. So uh, there's that. Jackson, uh, thoughts on the FPCC?
4: Yeah, boy, conditions were uh, windy. I almost lost my hat. Like, uh, in, I was on the back of the green on 13. The hat went flying, and I thought I was going to go to the creek on 10, which is a pretty <laughs> Decent distance. I had to.
2: Oh yeah! Wow. Oh, I, that's when you were, and I heard you make noise, and I go, "What the hell happened over there?" And it was because your hat blew off.
4: My hat blew away, and I had to sprint to go grab it. Uh, it was pretty brutal in that sense, but it was a short game session because you knew balls were going to get knocked left and right. Like, were you? Wind. Were you
0: watching it? No, I watched none of it. <laughs> no interest.
4: <laughs> but the uh, it was going to be short game, so whoever was going to scramble better was going to be uh, in so, so much better shape. And I think that was the biggest difference between me and Jakey Jakey Big Mistakey. I think we were pretty similar whether it was off the tee or approach shots, but I just scrambled a little bit better, avoided some big mistakes, and and got the victory. But that's kind of how everyone's got to win because you're not going to be able to hit that big drive with the easy 7 iron into a 160-yard green. That's not how it was. You had to really play it. And Jakey Jakey Big Mistakey, he knows how to hit the ball into the wind. That was pretty impressive, but I I don't. I only hit it high, so it was – that was tough for me, but the conditions, I probably played in similar conditions once or twice, but that was as in bad. In Florida? As, uh, once in Florida, once in Missouri in a high school tournament where I hit like a four iron 100 yards. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay, this, I shot like a, I shot three digits for sure. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was as bad as it's ever been in the win. But it was a great time, great group, uh, just great people all around.
2: Uh, Mr. Licks has called you a vanity cap. I personally observed Jackson yesterday, did not play well, but as a 10 or 11 index, I would buy stock in you. I think you're very dangerous in this tournament. And uh, it, it, what did you shoot yesterday to, to, to send a message to Mr. Licks? Because Mr. Licks is, is convinced you're a vanity cap.
4: Uh, I think I shot eight. Uh, the number, I believe, is 88. 88, Doug. Which is not obviously a great score, but given the conditions... It's kind of like eighty-eight was
2: basically like a, a seventy-five in normal conditions. <laughs> was, I would I would shave about thirteen strokes off of it.
4: It was brutal, but yeah. So like bogeys were pars for me yesterday. I said if I can make bogeys, I'm not. I'm, I gave him one pop on three, on number I, three, and I ended up winning that hole, which was huge. But you know, I was like, if I take bogey, I can pretty much. I think I can win most holes taking bogey, and I did.
2: Who do? Who is your next opponent?
4: I take on uh, whoever. The winner of PGA Pro Dan and oh. Tim Rendelman is. So whoever won that match, if
2: you PGA know. Pro Dan, a scratch player, could be up next for you. Yeah, that could be a big problem. Fanpage said Rendelman took that one down. Ooh. The fan dug the fan page is reporting Tim Rendelman defeated PGA Pro Dan.
0: The fanpage has reporters? Now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's that's, what, that a, know, that's a big
2: uh, <laughs> I yeah. Well, here's I mean, more breaking news. It damn. just came across my desk. Defending champion Chris Heck. Who I was very bullish on repeating, he was taken down yesterday by Kevin Roth. He was taken down unbelievable. yesterday.
4: Wow, unbelievable! Uh, so so Chris parody. Heck
2: will not. We will still do not have a defending champion in the Michelob Ultra Fan Page Club Championship. I saw Chris Heck following his round. He was playing behind us with KG and O Town, and he said that Kevin Roth was a hell of a player. I think Kevin was a six index and Chris Heck's a two. 0.7, I think, if memory serves. KG notown town you were part of the pairing. Uh, your observations?
1: Yeah, tough, tough beat to see the defending champ go down, but uh, Kevin Roth was hitting some putts, and, uh, yeah, we're going to have a new champ.
2: Uh, did Chris Heck struggle in the conditions? I mean, I thought going in that the wind could lead to a lot of the lower numbers losing.
1: Well, as you know, he's got a real piercing ball flight.
0: Doug, have you seen his ball flight? For <laughs> heaven's <laughs> sakes, no, I haven't. <laughs>
1: But uh, a little left and right, yeah, a little, little trouble off the tee. I was so locked in on my own game, I had trouble paying attention to his. But props to Kevin Roth.
0: Did you win your match, KG?
1: I did. I found a way to get my first ever uh, Fan Page Club Championship victory.
2: Yeah, you'd been carrying oh, that really? scarlet letter around that you were a guy who couldn't get out of the first round. Can't get it done. But here you are, first time ever getting out of the first round, and I imagine you slept very well last night.
1: Uh, no, rough night's sleep because I'm already looking ahead to the next match. Wow. Job's not done.
0: Yeah. Mama mentality. How much did you guys tip the stone-faced gal who was out there (laughs) demanding money?
2: I could have sworn, I don't know which hole we were on. I guess they were on three and we were on 13. And we were walking up, and Carlos Spicer and I said, I think somebody's got a like their wife or something, <laughs> carrying their bag. It was no. like Nick Faldo <laughs> and Fanny out there. So I don't know who that was, but I could have sworn I looked over and somebody had their wife carrying their bag. Doug, isn't that heartwarming? so
0: bitter. <laughs> oh, that isn't that work. heartwarming, was though, great weather, day. your me. wife out there at the oh Fan Page Club God. Championship? Oh, God. How oh, could heartless. you do that? How could you say no, no, honey? I'm not carrying the bag. This is on you. What kind of a man is he? <laughs> you can be a man. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought of immediately. Uh, Plowhawk, uh, unfortunately, you were not able to get past Cisco. The hawk. You don't have a whole lot of insulation to protect yourself from the cold in the hawk.
5: I was worried about you. No, but everybody was. You know, I I can't really blame anybody. Everybody was dealing with the same weather condition. No Me and Cisco are pretty much the same size and pretty much the same skill level. So. Uh, went back and forth. I was up one at one point in time. All square. He was two up at one point in time. So I don't know if any of us lost it or wanted it. It was just a, a good battle, and he scrambled there at the end. Um, I was actually very thankful I didn't have to play the last two holes because it was about 40 mile an hour win at that point And I was just, my body was ready to go n- nuzzle into a couch or a, a bed. So I was very content with the loss. Congrats to Cisco. We actually obeyed it by the three minute rule because we all kind of knew each other, and for the most part, we didn't go into the, like the thick, thick. Like it, it, even see- if you find your ball in there, you don't want to hit out of it. I uh, mean, especially brutal. when
2: you get a quote unquote free drop. I mean, you're, you're, you're still get a penalty stroke, but you don't have to re tee.
5: Yeah. So, so I, we didn't we didn't find it tough. I mean, we all had our ball, balls heavily marked. Cisco had the yellow ball, so I think we probably did two and a half minutes. And I mean, Gee never went. Into the crap. I mean, (laughs) him and his partner were pretty much straight in the entire day. Uh,
2: Well, serious charge has just come in from the Holly Hills Hustler. Uh Serious charge. Uh, He says there are some sandbaggers on your dais. Doug, uh, you did not participate. That limits us to the four people here in the building. Iggy had to withdraw. Plowhawk, you lost. So at this point, he's either accusing me of being a sandbagger Jackson of being a sandbagger or KG and O Town, and since he's had some sandbaggers, that would indicate at least two. Yeah. So well, I'd I... be curious. I mean, that's a that's a serious, that's a serious, serious charge.
4: Yeah, that what I mean, I, I get called a vanity cap and now I'm being called
2: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Well, you don't know. He it's, could it's be fair, talking about me. Fair. Yeah. He could be talking about KG and O Town. Call in. Yeah, Call the number is clear. available, six three, six, nine zero zero uh four TMA uh no wonder pace of play was an issue i saw a video of jackie boy taking like six practice swings before addressing the ball that's from oh, harrison's no. brother master where in the hell is there video of your practice swings available
4: KJ and o-town put up a video of the first tee i literally i like yeah that's a lie like <laughs> like, like like jack KJ and o-town starting to get hip to the show <laughs> like jack i fired the first shot in the fan page club championship for 20 oh you did yeah I was nice there. shot jackson thank you yeah right down main street um I took one practice swing and then, like, a secondary just uh, check my takeaway, and then I hit the ball. I'm not, I'm a, a, I don't, I no longer, for the most part, unless I'm like waiting, don't take full practice swings before because I've noticed it takes away some of the energy. I don't know. I like having that fresh energy when I get to the ball. Doug,
2: you should have seen the way Jackson was uh, going uh, Jane Fonda on the driving (laughs) range yesterday. There was a lot of uh, pre round stretching. I looked over. Did you have bands out?
5: I had a, yeah, the oh, bands. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, he had band. bands, and had band. he was in the... Like if, I had a singular if band. If doing it
2: as a man who wears a girdle and is in his 60s, I would understand, or if somebody has some kind of injury, but there's 25-year-old Jackson, I would imagine, on the younger side of the median of the field age, mm-hmm. and he's on the ground doing all of these... Uh, Yoga you were what a calisthenics, were, yeah, downward I was, dog. No, I felt for like you were
0: crying in, in a bucket. No.
4: well, okay. First of all, I think I actually am the youngest player in the event, if I had to guess. Oh, I, there. You. I don't think anyone would be younger than Is I. Little beer cats in the field. No, it's a miss. Little um, beer cat. But I have yeah. found that I play my best golf when I am fully stretched. That I would rather fully stretch out for ten minutes than get ten minutes on the range. I found it's better for my game when I can fully turn. When I'm loose with my shoulders, when I'm loose with my wrists. So that is how I like to warm up. And if people don't like that, sorry. I you know, I'm moving on to the next round. Maybe some wow. of you people who lost could have used some scapula stretching, could have got down <laughs> on that ground, opened up those hips. They probably got tight hip flexors. They can't turn fully at the ball. And, you know, if I you know, you you gotta take care of the, the body and so stretching is a big part of that.
1: I used a band and I won, so that band is what wins for the players? I felt
2: as loose as could be.
4: Dick's Sporting Goods is going to be all out of stretching bands Uh-oh. by
2: the end of this I show. The new Dr. Biondo. i
5: tell you what. <laughs> I oh, well, you're looking at your hand.
2: Great. Did you have an, you have an issue?
5: I'll tell you what. I was one up yesterday, and I um, went to move some uh, issues behind my ball. And it was like a thorn bush. Oh, no. And I jacked my hand up, and then that was the end of that. Oh, no. Because it was, like, bleeding, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any Band-Aids or a towel, so I just kind of let it bleed, and it hurt, and it was stinging. So, yeah, that was not the injury I needed at the time with all the momentum Do you think, it, do you think it
2: cost you your match against Cisco?
5: No. The thorn bush.
2: No, it's a couple <laughs> bad. Hashtag who wants to text in is the thorn bush.
5: couple bad decision-making <laughs> skills. On, I mean, decision what was
4: the old ref's name you dropped last week? Oh, Roy Hopper. <laughs> Roy
5: Hopper,
4: <laughs> Thornbush and
2: Roy Hopper. Come on, Jackson. First you wear a ski belt in the ocean, and now you're doing calisthenics on the driving range. You are so unrelatable to the Walruses. That's from the six three six. Do and people do you feel like st- the Ledoux thing and the stretching thing and having a healthy BMI is is starting to alienate the audience?
4: I guess. I, do people not stretch? Do people just go? No. Do, do people like just go like either to the gym or play golf, and they just go out there dry as a bone? <sighs> Yes like, and they yes. wonder why they have to wear a knee brace at you know, in their mid forties. Can you imagine? Wow!
2: Now you're going after Jakey, Jakey. Big mistake. No, are you dunking on him? No. You know no. he's got a knee surgery coming up. He's in his mid forties, well, and be- you're you're attacking your opponent. What a stunning move! Well, here.
4: because he was an elite athlete, that's why he has the injury. Not because. Now, what are you trying
2: to say about the rest of the field? <laughs> no, that they no,
4: go there out there, that no they, elite
5: that athletes they haven't there. touched
4: their toes in twenty years. Ah! Get out there and stretch. Stretching is good for you every only day. In- if you stretch, it is really good for your body.
5: Only in St. Louis are you like. A try-hard, or you're unrelatable for doing basic like exercise routines. It's not, you know, it's not, like he pulled up in a Bentley and had like his chauffeur. Like he just was stretching with bands, and these people are like can't fathom. And it wasn't
4: like I like took out like like a like a yoga mat. I just got I did like eight minutes of stretching just so I wasn't. Stiff as a board. Uh, but don't
0: do it on the driving range. Where should stop I do with it? You're stretching on, on the hood of my car? <laughs> like Tawny Katane. Like <laughs>
2: yeah, like, like in the parking lot. Uh, Chairman Steve in Wildwood says Jackson needs to be disqualified. Stretching? What an ass. You drink a beer and take a hit off the pen to prep for a match in this tournament. That's Chairman Steve in Wildwood.
4: That's yeah. probably why you're a 25-handed. <laughs>
2: because
4: your back is so damn tight. Get a good stretching. Go to the chiropractor.
2: Get a good stretching. It can really help. Yeah, Mr. Licks has just sent in a screenshot of Jackson's gin, and he says he's an 11.4. Why does he keep saying he's at 10? V A N I T Y. That's Mr. Licks. Well, I entered an ADA, at Gateway from the White Tees yesterday, so it went up to 11.4. Mr. Licks, that's kind of a fair response. But I mean, I, the action's back on you. Where's the Holly Hills hustler? Is he on the line to discuss who's the sandbagger?
1: No, hasn't called in yet. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> Just a guy with an iPad.
2: I mean, for real, I wonder who out of the three of us would be the sandbagger. I, I, I truly
4: don't. KG, what's your number? Uh, 15. Yeah, I could. I, I mean, I haven't pl-
2: I remember I playing know, with you when you played against Iggy. I think you, you were out there when the, the Stoneface girl was there, right?
1: Yeah, I brought Cam Jansen. He brought the Stoneface. That's right.
2: And mm. I thought you were terrible.
1: I was terrible. But I
2: saw your swing on the range yesterday. I go, oh, KG and O Town's gotten better.
1: Improved a little bit, and I, I told you yesterday, I shot a 92 at Spencer T on Friday, uh, but yeah, the, the flat, ba- flat blade saved me yesterday, and I was the beneficiary of the pop system.
2: The pop system is the great equalizer, and the hawk, I mean, that's, you know, Chris Heck is a hell of a player. The hawk, I mean, PJ Pro Dan, PGA Pro Dan lost to Tim Rendleman. What was Tim Rendleman's number? Is he like an 18 or something like that? Mm. I mean, you got to give pops, it's just, it's a, and you're giving pops in that wind. Uh, I was texting with Iggy about it last night, and I can't remember what he said. He said, I, I can't believe so-and-so lost to somebody. And I said, you got to understand, yesterday, it was like a coin flip.
5: Oh, damn Anybody
2: could have lost to anybody. Yeah, there would Period. Yeah. It I- was a total. You're, you're you're putting off the green in situations where you'd normally chip to keep it out of the wind. You know, I think, I, I said on the range, I said, Cletus and his son, Guy, have such an advantage because they play in the cold and they play in the wind all the time. And I play in the wind in Florida, and it's its not—it's not that bad there, but it's comparable. And if you're used to it, you know you have to do weird things like, you know, like on an 18 yesterday, I had 180 yards out. If that's a flat no, no wind situation, I'm hitting seven, maybe six, depending on the situation, um, and the pin location. Yesterday I was between an eight and a nine. Uh, because the wind was with us, and then I hit a hybrid into a 148-yard pin. It just—you have to know that, and then also if it's moving crosswind, you have to hit it like out like 20 yards off the off the green and just be comfortable doing it. But you, that that that's not something you can read about. It's something you learn from experience, and that is why even really good players who have good numbers in St. Louis but haven't played in the wind could get vanquished, especially when they're given a bunch of pops because that was just chaos yesterday. A bogey was a good score yesterday. We set the over-under of 5.5 on rounds in the 70s. I know I shot, I, I was. I couldn't believe I shot 79. 79, because uh, I would have been happy breaking 90. And uh, Gee shot, I think, 74. Um, and I don't know if that Kevin Roth who beat Chris Heck, if he shot in the 70s. I don't know. Um but I mean that shows how tough it was. I mean there probably weren't many birdies out there. There wasn't one birdie in our group. No, there was not. And I shot two over on the back and didn't have a birdie. It was it was just because of uh, or one over, two or one over on the back, and it was because of it was because of just parring a bunch. I, and, and it was not like we had close looks at birdie no. either. We didn't until the seventeenth hole. No, even have a close look. It was just ridiculous conditions. I play Cletus next. Uh, It's going to be a real tough one for the members of the fan page. Who do they want to lose more, (laughs) me or Cletus? That'll be a good gallop. Depending on
5: what Cletus posts the night before, if it's a (laughs) a Rob show diatribe, then they're really goes. I don't get in trouble anymore because I can't post about
2: politics. And I said, "Well, you do. You just do it in like your code, you know." And it still causes hell, even though I've privately asked you a million times to stop doing it because it makes my life miserable. Uh, So that'll be quite a matchup. Uh, he already started dry-humping me yesterday, Doug. That oh, was whoa. nice. Yeah, that
0: in part. preparation for the match. In preparation
2: <laughs> for the match. I'll well, have a real decision to make. If I have, like, an 8-foot birdie putt, do I make it or do I miss it? Because if I make it, he's going to hump me. Mm. Depends if he's popping. But, yeah, it depends on if he's popping. And
5: the yeah, hornier he, pop, he, he gets, the better he plays. So you, what, you think he's a good up-and-down player now. Just wait till he has, like, a, a, just a diamond in his pants. It makes
4: me really uncomfortable. He spits on his hands before he takes a swing. I don't know. That is true.
2: That is true. He, is spits true. On he his does hands. he does Jake Gyllenhaal Hall Heath Ledger it a little bit. Yeah. Uh all There's right, Holly Hill's bit. hustler with the accusation. Uh know Town, do you have the uh, EDF text inbox up? I'm seeing it. Oh, all right. Here you uh. go. Sorry, had to get the kids ready for school. That's why he couldn't call in, blah, blah. Right. Uh, I just heard rumors about a part-timer soon to be full-timer being better than a 15. I love that. It's this. just sus that he has 4 April 2022 scores. Wow, you haven't posted a score since April 2022?
1: Uh, I'm not sure on that. My gin did expire, so I had to renew
2: it, so oh. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got it. now we got a situation. Peter, we have a situation. Now it says it's just sus that he has 4 April 2022 scores and 2 April 2023 scores and nothing else at all. Again, just a rumor. I wasn't there. That's the Holly Hills hustler.
0: Doug, is this something you're going to see News 4 investigate? And News 4 will not investigate it.
5: (laughs) And it's obviously the the guy.
0: You're the only (laughs) one who knows a darn thing about match play. I guess you're going to have to make a ruling on this. I will have to make a ruling on KG.
5: It's obviously the the guy who played KG was the one complaining. Am I correct on that? KG, no town. Who did you play?
2: Steve Bryan. He was happy to give the name immediately uh so you think that there is a i mean in a way you got to be kind of flattered you're being called the sandbagger for real
1: i yeah i mean i i think uh i last fpcc i think i was an 18 so it went down a little bit but i was you know my slice is awful i had a couple of tee shots that i dribbled up past the forward tees i scrambled well yesterday had some pops going so i uh yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything nefarious
0: going on.
4: How nice is That's it that the a- listeners study our gin app like it's the, like it's their job. That's
0: nice. We That's get, the thing about being uh, a, time you enter a, a high handicap f- 15 and above. If you play well, if you figure something out, then you're a cheater. And if you play poorly, then you suck. <laughs> you <can't laughs> <Yeah. win>. there <laughs> there no way. Happens, that you is correct. Win.
2: Nobody has ever lost the fan page club championship without accusing the other person of being yeah. a sandbagger. That is also a tradition. Holly Hills Hustler, you can act like a man and call in. You don't come after KG unless you're ready to come after the 63124. And I can tell you this I don't even know where Holly Hills is, which means it ain't nothing. That is from Mr. Lick, who so I guess is in business with KG No Town.
5: Imagine shooting a 92 or a 96 and being called a sandbagger. No offense, <laughs> KG, this is like b- having me being called a sandbagger as an 18. Like, dude. Like you, you can you get one good round every four or five months. Am I correct, Doug? Like you have the opportunity to. I mean, you play a lot. You know, you, if you play enough, you're gonna. Every dog has his day. And if you shoot a 92, Ew. that doesn't mean oh man, he's cheating. It's like, no, I shot 20 over.
2: <laughs> so much of it is if you make putts. And in Cajun Town, made putts. Andy Hanselman rolled in. I don't even know what it was. I would guess like a 10 or 15 footer on two. Which got him a four-three. I was already in with a par, and to his credit, he made the putt and he rolled in a ten-footer and a bogey on number three, that monster hole, uh, which is the number one handicap. There was a was like a par yesterday. Might even been better than a par. I was already in with a bogey, and he rolled in a I don't know ten or fifteen footer for six-five, and he won that one. The putter is is the great equalizer, uh, and if you're if you're rolling in putts, then that's it doesn't matter if you're a low handicap or a high handicap but if you're a high handicap and you're getting putts and and you're getting pops and you're making putts that's that's uh that's the deal i don't know i mean i haven't played with kg no town so i don't know doug i don't know But a lot of
0: it is just the match play system because if you're 15 20 handicap, something like that it's not out of the question that you could kind of suddenly get in a groove and par three or four holes in a row but then if you're playing just regular score type golf you're going to run into a problem where you have a horrible hole and shoot an, an eight, or you get distracted by the stone face girl, you owe her 20 bucks, you get upset by that. You have three putt a couple holes in a row, you look at your scorecard, and you shot 100, but you still had four or five pars. Yeah. You know, that can happen. And if
1: I play Steve Bryan just straight up, he absolutely
2: smokes me. There's no doubt about that. But How many seeds
1: were you getting, bro?
2: Seven. Seven seeds. That's tough, man. And that win, I mean, that's just, that's tough for, like, the guy giving the seven, because... Like I said, a par was like a birdie yesterday, and if 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 you're in a situation where you're you're bogeying and he, getting a pop, he's gonna have to par just to have the hole. You know what I mean? And that's why I'd be curious what happened with PGA Pro Dan. I, there, uh, Will Basler was a 1.3. Oh
5: yeah.
2: I mean, I, I know, know you were saying Gee was down. I was down two at he the turn. He was down
5: two down two down early. Early it was just and Chris Heck
2: lost. I mean, it's just like the low handy. I, I kind of knew that going in that it was. I thought, at least I thought going in that that would be, you know, again in normal conditions. I think the lower handicap probably is going to win seven out of ten times. But with the wind, and if you're not used to playing in the wind, it's going to be absolute. Non-stop. Hey, stop this. It's not like a 34 handicap ever shot a 78. Sincerely, that's from Mark Milton, except it's actually from TFK, and he's coming after Mark. Did Mark Milton win his match? Does anybody know?
1: I don't know. Haven't heard the results of that one wow. yet. Wow. The fan page is not reporting on that yet? Reports have
2: not still come still
5: calculating, and they're, mm. looking at, they're looking at the scorecards. Uh, Andy and
2: in St. Peter said PGA Pro Dan said he's only played a couple of rounds in the last six months. That's what he has to say. Uh, guys, nobody cares about the same 12 heavies playing triple bogey golf at Swing Around Fun Town in the unsocialized divorce dad open. <laughs> Get back to giving audio and tech advice from a show with chronic problems opening the TMA email inbox and going yeah. on 14 months of issues readjusting the finicky skeleton which played last week's shows on a loop all weekend again and And that is more safely guarded than the thermostat at 590, the Hummer. (laughs) Thanks. That's from Dragon Slayer. Join me daily for a podcast where half the cast is out on vacation and listeners are welcome to be our fill-in producer. <laughs> yeah,
5: well that's actually pretty accurate though. Looking back. KG was <laughs> a listener before anything else. That
2: was uh, Jackson was a listener. Yeah, a oh yeah. Uh, I mean Plowhawk was working for brokered religious programming on 920. I was I
5: was I broke the mold. <laughs> I did not listen to the Doug, show. This, this you know
2: radio in St. Louis used to be for whatever reason I have no idea why. You had to do television or print in order to work in the industry, at least in sports talk. And now ours is the type of program that just hires people who listen. Yep. Yeah. Thanks just, for blazing that trail, Pazzy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark if Milton car, Mark Milton, car, Mark Milton lost. Station, I just got that across Euro the D. I, the, 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 wow.
5: Mark Milton lost. Wow. And he oh, was getting no. with the 70 14 pops? Yeah. 15 wow. maybe? Really? My God. If you can get that many, but man. That's a, a lot, lot of lot star of power pot. going.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just like the Stanley Cup playoffs where, I mean, the Bruins as uh, the top seed are gone. The defending Stanley Cup champion, Chris Heck, Colorado Avalanche, vanquished by the Kraken, uh, KG town the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, famous for not being able to win a first-round series, advancing. Doug, do you see the tie-in? Is that how you're going to do your lead-in tonight?
0: There'll be no lead-in tonight. I was happy to see Boston lose, though. Yeah, I, I don't know why. That? I don't root against very many teams. But the Boston fans just really get on my nerves. They're, they're banty roosters. They were booing the Bruins. They were booing the Bruins. The Bruins, Bruins fell behind 2-0. Oh. And the fans started booing them last night at home. Yeah, yeah, then they came back and came within a minute of winning the game.
2: I watched but, that thing, I think almost almost in its entirety. And, uh, and and God, I was sitting there thinking when they were down 2-0, I need to go live bet this And I was certain that the Bruins were going to win. Good thing that I didn't, of course, but I really felt that way. I feel terribly for Jim Montgomery, the uh, former Blues assistant and uh, former Blues player, and he has overcome quite a bit uh, with his issues off the ice. He has now lost in two of the more famous Game 7s of the last five years. He was the head coach of the Stars when Patty Maroon had his double overtime winner and the head coach of the Bruins when they have this record-breaking regular season and they lose in the first round to a team that had, I think I think it was, I think the Bruins had 134 points and the Panthers had 92. I think that was the math. And so if you're the head coach and you're in Boston, like it's one thing if you're in St. Louis where it's not as, you know, angry. But like Boston is Philadelphia, and you got those fans – in that mindset, I mean, he's Andy. And he went with his backup goalie for game seven. Um, and you know, I don't think he put that on the backup goalie, but I was watching the uh, the, the intermission report after the first period, and they're like, you know, Jim Montgomery put himself out there with that move. I like, I like the move. I like, the, I know it didn't work out, but I still like the move. If you are that confident, you got to go with it, and I think it shows a hell of a set of balls to do it. I mean, that's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. But it's obviously gonna be second guess because they, they lost. But that team was up three to one. They had just beaten the hell out of them in game four, six to two. And then they lose games five and seven at home and they lose down in, in sunrise in game six. That's not on Jim Montgomery, you know. I mean, that was that's a brutal that, that president's trophy, no team has won the cup since I think the 08 Penguins. Winning the President's Trophy, and that's when Roman Turk didn't pay attention, Doug. When the Blues right. won the President's Trophy,
0: they were beating him from center ice. Yep. <laughs> just another, uh, just another reminder that in the NHL playoffs, just get in, be one of those eight teams in your conference, and yep. get in.
2: It's, uh, it's March Madness. Saw,
0: remember Florida a couple years ago, the the great year that they had, and then they got bounced in last year four games. What about the year
2: tournament. the Blues won the Cup? Tampa was the President's Trophy winner, and they were swept by the Blue Jacks.
4: Yeah, yeah. South Florida showing their teeth, taking down two number one seeds. The Heat beating the Bucks. Oh, we just had an
2: NBA weave. I was thinking to myself, yep. the Lightning lost.
4: No, nope. no, no.
2: You're talking. You're talking Jimmy Butler.
4: They both took down the number one. The I mean, the Bucks are the regular season champs, and the and the Bruins. Do for-
2: South Florida showing its teeth?
5: Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say to, to open the whole program. <laughs> and it, you know, I love Patty Maroon. I wanted him to win a cup more than anything. Another one. I know. But you know what that loss means. Meadowbrook. Sure. It
2: does. Patty Maroon's season is over. Uh, I don't know what Panger's broadcast schedule is. He was on the call of the uh, Lightning and the Leafs on Saturday and, uh, and then they moved him up to Boston for Game 7 of the Panthers and Bruins, which indicates to me he's probably going to be on the call of the uh, conference semifinals, I would imagine. So uh, we're, we're going to be waiting on Panger more than Patty Maroon, although I think Patty Maroon has found himself a a home in Florida, and sold his home in St. Louis. So uh, I don't know how much time he spends here. But either way, I know he's agreed to the match. So, uh, Doug, it'll be me, you, Jackson, Plowhawk, and uh, Iggy. If, if, but maybe Iggy, KG, and O'Town. You might be on the, on the uh, alternate list if Iggy's tendinitis doesn't allow him to play against Patty Maroon and Darren Pang at Meadowbrook. How do you do?
0: Well, if, if Maroon can't make it, if he doesn't come back to St. Louis, Pank can pick anyone else. You look at the talent that, that we yeah, have, he can pick true. anyone else in St. Louis. That's and true. That
4: could be a problem.
0: <laughs> we might we might want to take that one back, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Might
4: screw us out of a win. Uh, guys, yeah.
2: Larry and Plowboy should be in the booth for the Cletus and Tim match. It could be a magical uh, broadcast. Uh, Plowhawk, would you like to be in the tower with uh, Larry? Uh in one of those sport coats that Iggy and Larry wore during the wonderful boxing matches we had?
5: My first initial reaction is no. <laughs> um, because of how miserable the wind was. Now, certainly, if you guys are playing I, We can schedule weeks. this whenever
2: we want, and I assure you, that is the last time, unless I'm in Ireland with my family, that I ever play golf and anything like right. that again. I, couldn't I be- would have given money away to not play yesterday.
5: My wife goes, like,
2: yesterday like at 8.30, she goes, can you guys reschedule it? I go, listen, woman, because I was raised the right Right, way. I said, these are 64 MFers, and for, like, 50 of them, it's the biggest day of their life.
5: They've already been (laughs) up for two hours. (laughs) I
2: said, I can't do that, and I know if I ask Sean Barnes at Gateway, hey, I know you're working on your 25th anniversary event today, but can we just reschedule this for another Sunday? I think he'd just hang up on me. So uh, we had to do it, and we did it, and, you know.
5: People were in good spirit, thought. though. I mean, honestly, or we're celebrating Jennings. Yeah. I mean,
2: you're out. I, mean, I knew if somebody asked if, we, if if there'd be any cancellations. Number one, people had already paid, so that reduced the likelihood. But secondarily, I mean, it's 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 the Jay Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship presented by Michael boltra and people either knew Jay or felt like they knew Jay through this show. And uh, as I've said before, I feel like Jay had the highest approval rating of anybody on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, people weren't going to bail on something, even with the crappy conditions. So, you know, that was uh, uh, Cleta sent me a a kind text last night about how you know the show pulled this thing off, and I said that's very kind of you, but you know, that was all about Jennings, and people love Jennings, and it's a great thing now that uh, that people come out, and every time we play this thing, they think of Jennings. Yeah, it was his idea. The dotem was his idea, you know, and I, yeah. and I thought the fan page thing was like a whatever. It, the radio station didn't have to be involved in it. Uh, but the, uh, the dotum I thought was going to be a complete bust when he asked me about doing it seven years ago. Not a bust, but I'm just like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to do everything and it's going to suck. And, and then look what that's turned into. So Jennings is, uh, is responsible for these two signature events here on the, uh, and the Lemmings Open for that matter. Uh, he's responsible for it all. So uh, tip of the cap to the audience, number one, for everybody paying so far in advance. Um, and only, I think, one withdrawal beyond Iggy's shoulder thing. And Iggy really does have tendinitis. I know people like to, to bust his balls, but he really does have shoulder tendinitis. And uh, and then one other guy had to withdraw, but it's not like he was doing it. He, with, he DM'd me on Friday or Saturday, and we found an alternate without a problem. So anyway, there it is. Uh, let me, uh, Doug, you could tell us about the Home Loan Expert, right, because he's our title sponsor.
0: Sure. That would be Ryan Kelly. We're just now moving into the big uh, home buying season. If you're like me and you think you may have to move because your house sits on a nuclear waste site, but uh, even if that's not the case, don't let the high interest rates today, higher than they have been, uh, stop you from going out and getting the home of your dreams if it hits the market. Rates are in the fives now, but they'll come down sooner or later, and it's Ryan Kelly always says you marry the house, you just date the rate. The date, the rate will change. You can refinance in a year, two years or so. When it comes down, you'll be in good shape and you have that house. Don't let that dissuade you. Or if you're just looking to refinance, as I have done twice with Ryan Kelly, he can certainly take care of that too. Maybe take some money out, pay off those high interest credit cards. As a direct mortgage lender, Ryan Kelly, home loan expert, customer-centered process has been streamlined from start to finish, having the entire mortgage loan process contained under one roof allows them to quickly and efficiently close your loan. Their ability to use the newest mortgage loan products and underwrite their own files allows them to approve loans that other competitors simply can't. If you're in the market for a new house, you want to refinance, you want to pay off those credit card bills, let Ryan Kelly and his team of home loan experts help you out. The website again, thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you, Sir Mortgage.
2: Title sponsor of this program for a decade, support The sponsors dominate adventure with the Tarex family of rugged side-by-sides. The two-passenger Tarex and four-passenger Tarex 4 recreational side-by-sides deliver the perfect balance of performance and comfort on the trails. The two-passenger Tarex KRX-1000 and four-passenger Tarex KRX-4 1000 sports side-by-sides are built with next-level capability and power to deliver the adventure of a lifetime. Get your Tarex at Big St. Charles Motorsports located on I-70 at cave springs jackson you tell the people about mugsy
4: sure i was wearing my mugsy pants yesterday on the golf oh, they course shave strokes. in the wind doug these are officially some victory trousers
2: oh my
0: god
4: i'm one to know in the fan page club championship while wearing I'm bullish on
2: jackson i'd buy stock in jackson while, i'm just telling you
4: while wearing these mugsy pants and when the weather gets nicer you know when it's not you know windy and cold i'll be putting on the mugsy shorts and i plan on having more victories in my mugsies, you know why i felt so good yesterday doug is even throughout all that wind my balls were free i wasn't oh. i wasn't worried mm. about my balls riding up i was in complete comfort pants that move and groove with you and that's so important on the golf course
0: but it's also they important. stretch while you stretch
4: absolutely i was out there stretching my mobility was enhanced by my Mugsy pant, and that works so well on the golf course. And also works great just hanging out with my friends. You always want to be comfortable, and with Mugsy, you can always be stylish while also being comfortable. That's what Mugsy can provide for you. So head to Muggsy.com, use the promo code TMA at checkout, and that gets you 10% off your entire order with free shipping and free returns. Again, that promo code is TMA at Muggsy.com. Free your balls once and for all and experience life-changing comfort. With
2: James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. He's the Plowhawks insurance agent. Sure. And there are 310 five-star reviews on Google speaking to the caliber of insurance agency that James Carlton runs in Webster Groves. The number is 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Wonderful agent an extraordinary service. I needed my windshield replaced, and my agent didn't waste any time getting a claim in and getting a technician out to my job in less than 48 hours. Both James and Stephanie are wonderful. 10 out of 10. I would totally recommend if you are shopping for a new agent or new policy. It's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314 961 4800. Or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm, the longtime insurance sponsor here on TMA. Jackson, could you tell us about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Mark Hanna, I work with them personally. And what I found that's so awesome about Mark is that first call you make is so important because you're in establishing a relationship with someone who's going to help you out, hopefully, uh for your entire future. You know, this is someone who's setting up your financial future, and immediately Mark learns about you as a person, and that helps him so much when creating a plan because it's not just, oh, I make this much money and I'm this age, and all right, this plan works for people in your age. That's not what Mark does. He wants to learn about you and your goals individually, and then he creates a custom plan for you. And then if it goes down the line, you need to make an adjustment. There's a ton of things you need to make an adjustment for, whether it's kids' college fund, maybe even just your own personal retirement fund. You get in touch with Mark Hanna, and he's so good at conveying his message to his client that you just get off the phone feeling so much better. And to me, that's worth everything. That's why I work with Mark Hanna. That's exactly why you should work with Mark Hanna. You
2: can call him at 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna. With Evergreen Wealth Strategies, evergreen, S T L dot com. Sending your emails for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Jackson, what prizes do we have today? Do we have things to go? Parrot tickets to the Cardinals and Tigers on May 6th. For the Ryan Helsey uh, bobblehead. bobblehead. Yep. How yep. about that? The yep. Helsey bobblehead. Coming tickets up all week. Uh, uh, we're giving away tickets all week. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. And we have a one-game playoff today between the JV golf coach and the Dragon Slayer. Right. A one-game playoff. So, if those both ride in, they will have a playoff. They both could also win today. And then, in addition, uh, somebody will win a win for May 1st for the May Design Air Heating and Cooling Email of the day. Coming up on the program, Kelly Chase will tell some of his Mike Shannon stories as he and Mike Shannon were incredibly close. And also uh, in the next segment, you will hear my conversation with Mike Shannon. Uh, this was a, a, a look back on uh, his life as a, uh, an athlete growing up on the South Side, uh, part of a big family family and uh, his career both as a, a ball player but as a, a hell of a football player as a quarterback at the University of Missouri. Could have been the Heisman Trophy winner. His career as a broadcaster. That is coming up next. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.